0: The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay paul Nadeau.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. You know, when we take a look across the world, some of us living in rich countries, I'll say rich countries, we're doing quite well. But around the world, there are many countries, many villages, many people who are not. There are so many injustices happening across the world. Everything from slavery to, well, our next topic, female genital mutilation. This episode may be disturbing to some, and I will warn you that it does deal with violence, rape, and a number of other issues. This woman, Namalakai Sainkina, suffered many of these injustices. She was able to rise above these circumstances and now is a lioness speaking against so many horrific conditions in the world. I won't go into any further detail, only to warn you that if you believe that this episode may be triggering, please do not tune in. It is a story of how she rose above her circumstances. It is a story of how one man was able to give her courage and to tell her how wonderful she was and to remind her that she had value. It is an episode worth listening to. From a remarkable woman. And without any further delay, I'd love to introduce you to Namelokai Sainkina. Hello Namelokai. Hello Paul, uh, how are you? I'm good and welcome, welcome to Inspire Us. I have heard you speak on Clubhouse and you have quite a, a sad but remarkable story. Would you mind sharing that with our audience?
2: Yes, I will be happy to um, share that. Thank you so much, Paul, for hosting me today. I really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for your kind words and uh, clubhouse and the emails we've been exchanging. I really want to say thank you. Well, uh, let me introduce myself by saying I am a survivor of female genital mutilation. I like to call myself the lioness. Uh, because i have survived female genital mutilation domestic violence uh, childhood traumas uh, survived uh, sex um Uh, Rape. let me put it that way, I've survived uh, partner rape. I've also survived social media bullying when I decided to divorce my ex-husband, who was an anesthetist, and I'm not going to spend my energy talking about him. I'm going to spend my energy talking about what I have survived. So as a survivor, uh, let me start by talking about surviving female genital mutilation. As a little girl growing up in Kenya, I come from a tribe called the Maasai. And one of the rite of passages with the Maasai is a rite of passage from childhood to womanhood. So what they consider that as a culture, uh, which is brutal to me and what I have come to learn now as an adult that is brutal and it's violent and uh, nobody should be able to go through it. I survived female genital mutilation. And for those of you listeners that are listening and they do not know what female genital mutilation is, female genital mutilation, according to the World Wealth Organization, is the altering of a female's vulva or a female's vagina there are four types of female genital mutilation type 1 is where they cut half of the clitoris type 2 they cut the entire clitoris type 3 they cut the entire, they cut the whole clitoris and i'm sorry for some of the audience that are going to be traumatized this is a trigger uh, topic for anybody who's through any type of violence, including even uh, rape or any type of violence. So anybody, all of us that are human, don't like to hear that somebody has been hurt. So I'm just giving you a disclaimer and a warning that if you get triggered, please do some breathing, because I teach on this topic to do some breathing and do some self-care. And you don't have to listen to this part that I'm about to describe because it's descriptive and it might hurt you. But I will tell you, if you listen to it, and acknowledge it and know that there are people who have survived it like me you're seeing me we survive and we make it in life so that should be something that should assure you that someone survived it and they're making it. and that's why i'm fighting against this so here we go type three they cut the entire clitoris they cut the i like to call them the lips of the clitoris and then they bring everything together and then sew it and you left flat so they just leave a small a uh, hole of a woman to be able to use the bathroom with so that creates so many any of those types that are one two or three create so many issues in women and i'll go uh, i'll go just i'll take only a couple minutes to be able to describe that so you can see the reason why i fight against it. type four is where you uh women get uh, either they pierce themselves put an earring in there When a little girl is two months old, they pierce it and put a a piercing in there to, uh, to distract the growth of the clitoris. So all those are done for cultural reasons. It's not a religion. It's not a Muslim religion. It's not in Christianity. For female genital mutilation, no. And please don't confuse it with with circumcision. Most people call it circumcision to minimize the impact of it because male circumcision is acceptable in some tribes and in some people. And I'm not going to go into that. Um, I'm just going to stick to female genital mutilation. And I choose to call it female genital mutilation because it's literally cutting, mutilating a part of a female. I personally believe people like calling it um, circumcision to make it uh, normalize it in the community. And I do not like calling it, I call it what it is because I was mutilated. And so I know I was cut, is uh, the cut part of my clitoris. I went through type one and uh, during type one, after I went through the type one, I, I struggled so much. I got UTIs, I got a lot of, uh, the first time when that happened to me, I passed out because I bled a lot, I got infection, and they had to, uh, I had to be treated with antibiotics that I would have, be, have died, and I know people who died when that happened to them. But um, I just believe that I was kept alive by the universe and by God so that I can be able to speak against it and be the voice for the women and girls that are suffering. So Female genital mutation causes a lot of health issues. I was um, diagnosed with PTSD. I do have a lot of triggers here and there, but I will tell you I'm in very good hands. I have, have gone through a lot of mental health therapy. I do hypnosis therapy. I have a spiritual leader, and I take very good care of myself, but that just started literally two years ago. I am 45 today, and for the last two years is when i focus focused on Uh, taking care of myself. And I will tell you, I say this every day, and I mean it. I lost 145 uh, pounds. And that's really true. I was 305 pounds. You can look in my Instagram account. I lost 145 uh, pounds of pain and gained so much freedom, so much healing, so much power, and so much love for myself. And so as when I was still living as a victim of Female genital mutilation. Before I transitioned to a survivor that is thriving, I went through a lot of trauma. I hated myself. I don't. I felt like I was a walking dead. I felt like I did not belong. I kept asking myself, "Why do I even survive?" I was humiliated by my my ex spouse because of he didn't feel like I needed to be alive. He humiliated me by abusing me physically, sexually when I didn't want to have sex. And I didn't want to have sex because sex to me was not important. Sex to me was so painful. Every time I had sex, I was in so much pain. I would get so much infection after that because he forced me to to have it when I wasn't wanting to have it. I got a lot of, literally, I had between five to four utis a month and that is so many urinary tract infection for a woman to have so it was very miserable for me all the time and i was having this continuously and every time i had a uti because he didn't he didn't understand he he would think it was a sexual transmitted disease so he would cast me out and everything until he was able to understand one time when he finally agreed to go to the doctor with me after begging him multiple times because he would go to a doctor and ask to be to get uh, he will go to the doctor and ask to get tested for STDs, and the doctor will tell him uh, he does not have an STD, and then he will say, but my wife has an STD. Then the doctor will say, what STD would your wife have? Then he will he say urinary tract infection. He needed the education. He was trained. He was taught that it UTIs are no urinary tract infection, and he kept saying, why do I not have it, and she hasn't. So he got the education part of it and that's because he did not know anything about it but he also did not give me the time to heal every time that i came he was selfish in that part did not try to do it even when i tried to explain to him what it was i had to be educated and i was able to educate him what it was but he still could not understand it but that's beside the point what i struggle is is it's not something that he he Put me in through for female genital mutilation is the one who did, who didn't, he's not the one who performed that, but he just did not have that capacity of understanding these things. And I don't blame him for that. And I already forgave him for that. And I always send him love and light. Hopefully, he can be able to learn and understand that so that when he meets with another woman in the future, he, he can be able to know how to love that woman and how to take care of her. So that's the things that I survived. And um, I left when I left my marriage, I decided to take upon it myself and empower other women. But to do that, I had to learn how to love myself first because Mm -hmm. I did not know what true love was. And I the only love that I need to have was the unconditional was the conditional love. I only what I. I felt like every the only time that I loved even my family is when I gave them something that that's the time they loved me when I didn't give them anything they did not respond like my love for them and my love to uh, what I saw is that my love With them with my entire family, like I mean, like my brothers, my sisters, my mom, my dad, was only when I offered them something. I live in the United States, they lived in they live in Kenya. Every time I had the extra money to send to my parents, that's when I felt like they loved me. So I worked really hard to try every time to send them some million dollars to help them out. And that's when I felt like I belong. But before then, they didn't really care for me. They were not checking on me and everything when I was going through all this. So I decided I'm going to stop that and really find what genuine love is. And I had to cut those codes by saying, if this is the only time you're going to know that I belong, and the only time that I'm going to feel that you love me is when I give you material support then that is not conditional that is not love that is conditional love and what I need and what I want is con- unconditional love with or without because I don't know that I'm going to have all the time so for me it was like a trade it was like we are. Ex- I'm exchanging something to be able to get something and I really just want to feel that I'm loved and I really want to uh, feel that I belong and people can surround me and love me for who I am and love me for what I have and for what I, I am am and not what i have so i began that quest uh in 2018 and started really digging into what is the problem is it just a feeling that i'm having or is it just that that is not really working so I, go, I I signed up to therapy and started working with a therapist that really was able to dig into trauma that I had from when I was uh, age, I was, I was nine years old, when my voice was taken away and my when I was told that I don't have choices, that when I was called stupid, that I will never see a college door, that I'll never amount to anything. I was able to dig into that. When I when I dug into that, I finally was able to know that whatever happened to me was not my fault and I started learning how to accept myself and I started learning that beauty is in the head of the beholder and the beholder is me I have to find my beauty from brutality I had to find my beauty from brokenness and the moment I found and felt beautiful from inside out i started walking out and changed the hate into love i started sending out to the universe that i love me i started finding all the little imperfections all the little curves every single big thing that i hated about myself and i turned into love for myself i started i started releasing all the negativity that I do that does not serve me anymore. I started releasing everything that people told me that I was, and I start I changed the narrative and started saying the opposite. So when I was going through college, I found a man that showed me what true love is, but I did not know that that was true love. And this man was not an intimate partner or anything. He was a, um, he's a gay guy that I went to college um, in 2009 and I really wanted to go back to school. But the fact that I was told the entire time growing up that I was stupid and I did not perform very well in high school, I. I graduated with a D minus, which is a fail. And I had requested one of my family members to help me come to the United States. They said no. But then I remembered that when I was nine years old, I met with a priest. He was was driving and he he told me that I was beautiful. And he asked me what I wanted to do. And I told him that I wanted to go to the United States and I wanted to be able to go and, and learn something. And I did not know what I wanted. I just knew that I did not want to continue staying in in Kenya because I knew there was something for me in the United States. But he told me, let me tell you something. You're so beautiful and you're so intelligent. You can achieve anything and everything you put in your mind. So I had those seeds planted inside, Mm. but I was surrounded Mm. with so much negativity that I could not see those seeds. But I remembered that one time, that one guy told me that I could always get everything that I need. So that was triggered in 2009 when I went in front of this young man. He's actually younger than me. His name is Andy. And he talked to me when when I showed him the results of what how I failed in the placement exam and he told me, honey, can you give me four weeks, an hour every day? You come to this library and I'm going to find a student that will volunteer their time to teach you how to do math because they they placed me in sixth grade math Mm. he told me the way you speak you speak as an intelligent so i know you are intelligent you just need the opportunity for someone to pull all that out of you and i thank andy with all my heart i owe him everything that i have because he showed me who who i was within four weeks Every time I, I'm sorry, I'm becoming emotional because I just remember how much power that time had. And I'm just remembering right now that it was when I was validated for the first time in my life. He said, uh, I started going there for four weeks every day. Every day, apart from Sundays, the only day I was not going because the college was open for seven, uh, six days a week. I started going every day to the library. I worked with this with this uh, lady for math, and I worked with this guy for English. And then he was he gave me the opportunity to do a placement exam. Guess what? I was placed to do college algebra, English, and I had already I was placed very low at the beginning, uh, second. Uh, as English as a second language, which was like to begin from literally kindergarten English, in other words. Mm. But after working with this guy, my English was there. I just needed to believe to uh, believe on myself. So I was I was present a uh, uh, English Comp one, I did it, and I was placed with math, beginner math, but I worked so hard. And I'm here to tell you that after working so much with Andy. Every time he told me, honey, that's what he called me all the time. He uh, he called himself a princess. He said to me, honey, listen, you are a queen and let not anybody tell you different. You have, you're so intelligent. You just need to find it down in yourself and believe in yourself. I he said say, every single thing they told you, I want you to use that as power, as fuel, to make them see that you are not that use that they call you stupid, I want you when you feel like you can do it I want you to tell yourself. I'm proving them stupid that I'm stupid if I don't do right if I don't push myself so I use all that negativity and I turned it into fuel to empower me to keep forward and I'm here to tell you today you're sitting right there, and you feel like you can do. This is a girl that was called stupid. This is a girl that was told she'll never see a college girl, college doll. This is a girl that her voice was taken away, that I was told I don't belong. It was silenced at age nine. But I'm here to tell you today, I graduated with two bachelors magma cum laude. I graduated with a master's magma cum laude because what they said about me is not who I am. I am Namilokai, the lioness. The unstoppable lioness. And I just needed to pull out that power of a lioness. And once the lioness roars, she is unstoppable. And I was able to tap into that power again. And the fact that they cut my clitoris, I realized I was feeling unwhole. I was feeling less. I decided to face my and go and get reconstruction surgery. In 2019, I received reconstruction surgery. And I'm telling you right now, I have a working clitoris that made me feel whole again. And that's why I'm saying that. They, they silenced me. They took my voice away, but I have that voice. And this is the voice that I want to use to be able to pull you up right now that is listening to me or that is going to come and listen to me and know that what they say about you you that's not you that is the limitations that put on you but don't limit yourself Go above that limitation. Walk on water. They tell you you're not going to walk on water. Show them how walking on water is because that's what I've done. Change your narrative. The narrative they gave you, change it and make it something for you. Use that power to empower you so you can empower that others. So what do I do with that now? This The voice that I have. I help survivors like me know that yes. You might have not had a clitoris. Yes, you might not have a clitoris. Yes, you might have been abused physically, mentally, financially, sexually, but that's not who you are. How you re- decide to respond to that pain and how you respond to that pain is what determines who you are and determine your future. So here is the challenge I have for you. Who are you? Are you that person that they called you? Are you stupid? I will tell you, you're not. Who are you? Why? What is your why every day? I stand up every day. I wake up every morning knowing that I'm a fearless lioness and a lioness protects her cubs. And I wake up each and every day saying that I will inspire. I thought today my intention was to inspire a 1,000 people. And I'm changing that intention right now. I, I think it's exactly 121. I'm changing that intention to inspire a million people. And to say that, Paul, you are, you. This, this podcast is going to hit millions and millions of people, and it's going to change a lot of people. And I want me and you to agree in that intention because it's not about me and you, Paul. It's about loving so many people. It's about giving so many women and men that feel like they don't belong. It's about telling them, king, you belong. My queen, you belong. And you just need to find that inside you by loving yourself from inside out. Because the moment you accept yourself with your imperfections, then you're giving yourself permission to live. Give yourself permission right now to live. Give yourself permission to live with your imperfection because your imperfection produces power and purpose and peace. This is namelukai I love you all so much.
1: That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that and so passionate about everything that you've gone through. What a story. Your story is one of great sorrow and great pain and difficulty, but you rose above it and you realize that people, that there are some good people out there who can encourage us. The message that you've just provided all of our listeners is one that no matter what your circumstances are, your mindset the moment you start to believe and you believed in the lioness inside of you that came out and your voice is loud and you are speaking on behalf of everyone who has gone through pain and misery i thank you i thank you very much i am with you let's let's get out and let's reach millions with this message namaloke Ah, that was just so passionate, so beautiful. I am so happy that you found a place where your power was unleashed and that you were no longer a victim. And for all of our listeners out there, if you have suffered in any way from domestic violence, from sexual assault, from mutilation, from whatever, there is help out there. There are good people out there. You reach out. As you have heard in this example here today, this woman overcame her circumstances. Her circumstances did not define her. She defined her story. She changed Mm. her narrative. She found her power and so can you. I thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing and being so vulnerable, so open and so passionate about your mission to help people. You are a true survivor and a true lioness. Thank you so much for coming on the show today.
2: Thank you so much. Blessing to you and to all. If you're listening to me and you're feeling like this day is not going to end, I want you to know that please. Let the light that hit me so deep and the fire that hit me within me out inside out, let that fire be your fuel today and every day. Start loving you because you're the only one who can change yourself. yourself. Do not wait for someone to come and save you. You're your own savior. I love you, I love you, and I want you to know, I hear you, I see you. I know you can do it and there's absolutely nobody that can stop you by yourself. So stand up today and fight for your soul because you have the power. When you feel that you don't have the power, turn that turn that negative energy away and tell that energy, I hear you, I see you, but you don't serve me right. I am sending you out to the light right now and I want you to come back as fire, as fuel to help me lift my." Um, that's all what you gotta do. Believe in yourself. I love you all and blessings to all.
0: Thank you. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.